to bring you the truth about cannabis and marijuana law reform. I smoke pot and I like it a lot. The Russ Belleville Show, the voice of the marijuana nation. It's like marijuana ought to be legalized. Good people smoke marijuana. Now, here's your host, radical Russ Belleville. Hey, tokens and tokens and non-token lovers of liberty. It is Thursday, February 23rd, 2017, and it's got to be 420 somewhere in the world. It's episode number 894, and coming up on today's show, our special guest is Ed Rosenthal, the guru of ganja, joins us in the Cultivator's Corner. I talked with him last Friday at the International Cannabis Business Conference about the implementation of California's Prop 64. We've also got a new poll on legalization to talk about, but in the radical rant today, the big news, Sean Spicer has dropped the bomb. In the public or in the press briefing that he gave today, he told the public that medical and recreational marijuana are quite different, and while the administration will respect medical, it's likely the Department of Justice will be going after recreational. We'll talk all about that right now in the Cannabis Headline News. Covering the latest headlines in consumer cannabis, medical marijuana, and industrial hemp. Now your marijuana headlines in 4 minutes and 20 seconds. This is Cannabis News. This is your Cannabis Headline News for Thursday, February 23rd, 2017. White House Press Secretary Sean Spicer is suggesting the Trump administration may crack down on states that have legalized recreational marijuana. Spicer says during a press briefing Thursday that the issue rests with the Justice Department. But he says, quote, I do believe that you'll see greater enforcement of it, end quote. He adds that it's, quote, something that the Department of Justice, I think, will be further looking into, end quote. President Donald Trump said as a candidate that he supports medical marijuana, but Spicer says there's a big difference between that and the recreational use of marijuana. The Justice Department has several options available, including filing lawsuits on the grounds that state laws regulating pot are unconstitutional because they are preempted by federal law. We will replay Spicer's full comments at the conclusion of this episode of The Russ Belville Show. If the Trump administration decides to crack down on state marijuana programs, a group of legislators wants to make it illegal for California authorities to help them. A bill introduced Friday in the state assembly would prevent state and local agencies from using their resources to help federal authorities go after marijuana consumers or businesses who are following California law unless the feds have a court order signed by a judge. The bill is the latest in a string of efforts by Democratic leaders in California to prevent Donald Trump's administration from reversing state policies aimed at protecting immigrants, the environment, and the Affordable Health Care Act. This time, the goal is to protect the state's 20-year-old medical marijuana program and its three-month-old law on recreational marijuana. Moving to cut domestic spending a month into his presidency, Donald Trump may be turning to an unlikely candidate to achieve savings the White House Office of National Drug Control Policy. The New York Times reports that the Drug Control Office may be among several organizations targeted for elimination, including the Corporation for Public Broadcasting, which supplies content to PBS and NPR, the AmeriCorps Volunteer Program, and the National Endowments for the Arts and Humanities. The Office of National Drug Control Policy coordinates federal efforts to reduce drug use and drug trafficking. 
The director, often called the drug czar, is the president's point person on national drug policy. The office directs federal money to local communities that experience high volumes of drug sales and runs a national media campaign aimed at discouraging young people from using drugs. An Iowa House subcommittee approved a bill that would legalize medical marijuana oil and create a state-run program to grow and dispense the product. People affected by epileptic seizures, multiple sclerosis, and cancer spoke Wednesday, February 22nd, in support of the bill, telling lawmakers cannabis oils helped them. The GOP-led panel unanimously supported the bill, which now moves to the House Public Safety Committee. The Iowa Department of Public Health would run the program, and an agency official said it was important participants receive license cards. Iowa approved a marijuana oil program in 2014 for treatment of epilepsy. It expires this summer. A Colorado man who sent boxes of illegal marijuana edibles to the U.S. Postal Service to buyers in New York City, Maryland, and Texas was sentenced Wednesday to a year and a day in federal prison. Stephen Paul Anderson, a.k.a. The Health Nut, was also sentenced to serve three years of community supervised release after his prison term. Quote, Oh boy, you thought this was going to be an easy way to make money, and it is going to cost you your freedom. End quote, U.S. District Judge Christine Argeo said at Anderson's sentencing Wednesday morning. During the sentencing, Argeo expressed great displeasure with Colorado's legalization of marijuana, which she said saps the motivation of many young people and, quote, destroys them, adding, quote, I think drugs, even marijuana, is destroying the fabric of society, end quote, she said. Albanian police say they have launched a nationwide operation to try to prevent the planting of cannabis. A statement said 3,100 officers have been spread out around the country checking greenhouses, old army depots, and tunnels or abandoned houses where cannabis seeds and small plants may have been hidden. Last year, authorities destroyed about 2.5 million marijuana plants, four times more than the year before. Many metric tons of cannabis were seized at border crossing points or from boats bound for neighboring Italy or Greece. Cannabis traffic to Italy increased threefold last year, he said. This has been your Cannabis Headline News for Thursday, February 23, 2017. I'm Russ Belfell. In the interest of fair and balanced journalism, the Russ Belville Show presents the anti-drug public service announcement of the day. They said that Ritalin would help me focus. the truth about Ritalin. Drugfreeworld.org This has been the Russ Belleville Show's anti-drug public service announcement of the day. Exclusively on RadicalRust.com Russ Belville Show is proudly sponsored by the Marijuana Business Association. The MJBA, called by NBC News the Cannabis Chamber of Commerce, is the fastest growing business association in the fastest growing industry in America. I've been working with the MJBA for years and I personally invite you to join the MJBA. MJBA also publishes the popular MJ Headline News on Facebook and the MJNewsNetwork.com and Marijuana Channel One on YouTube. Visit MJBA.net for more details. 
You're listening to the Russ Belleville Show. In my view, the time is long overdue for us to remove the federal prohibition on marijuana. You can find Radical Russ online everywhere. Warning. It's taken on this show are larger than they appear. Do not try this at home. These people are professionals. <coughs> or at least they pay me to say that. It's no bong. It's for my schlong. A public service message from the Russ Belleville Show. Promoting the end of adult cannabis prohibition is easy because we have facts, science, reason, compassion, evidence, truth, and logic on our side. It's even easier when researchers catalog it all for us. Learn how to gather the facts on marijuana use, arrests, seizures, rehabs, drug tests, and more on this edition of Drug War Data Mining. Today in the Data Mines, we get to look at some good news in marijuana reform, and that is that the 14th poll since 2015 has shown that Americans, again, support marijuana legalization. I mean, the news doesn't get any better in 2017 for Kevin Sabet and the Prohibitionists because of this latest poll from Quinnipiac University that shows 59% of the American people support the legalization of marijuana. From the poll, quote, Marijuana should be made legal in the U.S., voters say, 59 to 36%. Republicans are opposed, 61 to 35%. And voters over 65 years old are opposed, 51 to 42%. So basically, the only people who still support prohibition are the same demographic that tunes in regularly to the Fox News channel and reruns of Murder, She Wrote. Unfortunately, that demographic is in charge of the Congress and most of the state houses. And the news gets worse for all of those people who like to put medical in scare quotes when talking about cannabis medicine, as the Quinnipiac poll finds that medical marijuana is more popular with Americans than universal background checks for gun purchases and as popular as mandated labeling of GMO foods. The uh, poll says, quote, voters support 93 to 6% legalized marijuana for medical purposes if prescribed by a doctor. Of course, they mean if recommended by a doctor because they can't be prescribed, but 93% support. However, like background checks, which are at 90% support, and GMO labeling, which is also at 93% support, the federal government still opposes medical marijuana, even though 93% of us support it. Even 85% of the Republicans support medical marijuana in this poll. Even 92% of the people over age 65 support medical marijuana in this poll. How is it that only 7% of the people, 6%, I'm sorry, 1% must be undecided. How is it that 6% of the people support maintaining the prohibition on medical marijuana and that 6% gets their way? Hmm. It makes you wonder, how many firearms, food, and pharma CEOs are in this less than 10% group that uh, resist background checks, GMO labeling, and medical marijuana? 
Again, like I tell people often, uh, what the people want means absolutely jack squat in what our Congress does. This isn't, uh, this isn't me just, uh, guessing or, or making a, 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 analysis on my own. This has been studied. Public policy researchers have studied this and found that the opinions of the people have a statistically negligible effect on the votes of Congress. But the opinions of the corporations, the opinions of the 1%, the opinions of the mega wealthy have a great deal of influence on what Congress does. So I'm believing that 6% that's against medical marijuana must be some pharma CEOs, some rich folks with some uh, medical stocks. I think that's what's going on there. And on another question in the poll, Americans in every demographic take a strong states' rights position when asked whether the federal government should interfere with states that end their marijuana prohibition. Poll says, quote, the government should not enforce federal laws against marijuana in states that have legalized medical or recreational marijuana use. The voters say 71 to 23%. Voters in every listed group support this position. Men, women, black, white, Hispanic, old, young, high income, low income, Republican, Democrat, independent, stay out, butt out of the states that are legalizing medical and recreational marijuana. So when you see polls like these, it can give you some hope that maybe soon the feds will recognize the will of the people and accede to marijuana legalization. And then you get Sean Spicer standing up in front of the press today saying that medical and recreational are quite different and the Department of Justice may just have to go after the recreational users. For those who've been optimistic about the future of the cannabis industry, despite the appointment of rabid prohibitionists at Department of Justice and Health and Human Services, you're going to see these numbers and think, well, this is good news. This is going to be a hands-off approach. But like the gun background checks and the GMO labeling, what we want doesn't necessarily run the show. Another number that's missing from this uh, analysis <clears throat> is the ferocity of support for the issue of marijuana. While prohibition may be deeply unpopular, concern about it is tremendously shallow. There are very few people who are going to change their vote based on a politician's stand on marijuana, like some people would change their stand for uh, a politician's stand on abortion or gun control, for example. Those kind of issues can cost someone a vote. Marijuana? There's been a few examples. Uh, I can think of Beto O'Rourke going up against Sylvester Reyes down there in El Paso uh, as one example. But generally speaking, generally speaking, most people, while they want medical marijuana to be legal, unless they've got a relative or their own use that's in question, they're not going to care that much about it. Still, I still have a lot of optimism for these numbers because what they do is they show us that we have won the battle for the hearts and minds of America. People are on our side, and it's only just a matter of time before we can get this, uh, this prohibition taken care of. Now, one other bit in the drug war data mines I wanted to get to was a study that's being reported on in Time magazine, uh, Time Health, and it says, quote, High-achieving teenagers are more likely to drink alcohol and use cannabis than their less school-smart peers, a new study of British adolescents suggests. 
For the study, researchers tracked 6,000 UK teenagers' use of tobacco, alcohol, and pot from the ages of 11 to around 20. During their early teens, brainy pupils, smart kids, were less likely to smoke cigarettes than their less academically gifted peers, but they were more likely to say they drank alcohol during this period. They were also more likely to say they used cannabis, but this wasn't statistically significant. However, by the time the students hit their late teens, the school smart ones were 50% more likely to use pot occasionally and nearly twice as likely to use it persistently than those who didn't do as well at school. They were also more than twice as likely to drink alcohol regularly. Now, keep in mind, this is a correlation, not a causation. But some of the theories about this have to do with the idea that smart kids might be more likely to want to uh, experiment. Uh, they might want to uh, have more openness to new experiences. I don't know about that because smoking cigarettes is a new experience. And yet the smart kids are deciding not to smoke cigarettes. I think a much better explanation for this is that the smart kids actually know the relative safety of these substances and the value of them. And they recognize smoking cigarettes doesn't give them much value as far as fun goes, but it gives them a whole lot of cost when it comes to their health and the, the, their smell and their, their, the way they're perceived in, in society. Meanwhile, when it comes to cannabis, they understand that it's medical, that it's non-toxic, that it doesn't cause a hangover, that it doesn't cause long-term problems. They also uh, theorize that the, uh, the smart kids are more likely to come from a rich background or a highly educated familial background, uh, and that might make it easier for them to get a hold of alcohol. I'm also concerned with why the there would be a greater use of cigarettes among the less brainy kids. That Maybe cigarette smoking being tied along to a lower socioeconomic background, perhaps? I can't quite get my mind around what might be the cause there. Although we have seen the use of cigarettes by all kids across all demographics drop dramatically. In fact, we've got the lowest rates of cigarette smoking, at least in America, that have ever been recorded. We've got fewer kids smoking cigarettes now than are smoking marijuana. And it's not like the marijuana smoking's gone up. It's remained relatively steady. In fact, declined a bit for the younger kids. But the, the tobacco smoking, that has gone down from about 70% of teenagers who had tried tobacco in their lifetime back when I was in high school to under 40. I think it's about 30 now is about where we're at. When I was a kid in high school, about 90% of my classmates had tried alcohol. Now that number is down to around 60, 70% that have tried alcohol. And when I was a kid in high school, when I was a kid in high school, over half of the teenagers, the 12th graders, had tried pot. Over half. It was 56-something percent. It was up to 60% in 79. I graduated in 85. Now, kids that have tried pot, sitting around 20-30%. So, over my lifetime, we've seen a dramatic reduction in alcohol, tobacco, and cannabis use among the kids. So, when we get these reports about how much the kids may or may not be using, sometimes our opponents will like to position this uh, against what the data was in 2002 
or in 1992. But if we look far enough back, we can realize that we are at the lowest drug use rate ever in this country. This is bullshit. It's like Cypress Hill concert in here. <laughs> All right, we got to take us a break. And when we come back, we've got the guru of ganja himself, Ed Rosenthal. A live interview I conducted last Friday at the International Cannabis Business Conference. We talked about a lot of things, his new books and his thoughts on California's Prop 64. Right after this. Herbie's Cannabis Seeds, we pride ourselves on bringing you the best quality seeds from the world's most respected cannabis seed producers, all at the lowest online prices. You can find Herbie's Seeds at Herbie'sHeadShop.com. All cannabis seeds are sold as souvenirs and as a means of preserving cannabis genetics. Herbie's Seeds in no way intends to condone, promote, or incite the use of illegal or controlled substances. We strongly urge all prospective customers to check their national laws prior to placing an order. Herbie's Seeds at Herbie'sHeadShop.com. Proud sponsors of The Russ Belville Show and 420 Radio. You're not high. You're listening to the Russ Belleville Show. I hope you are as much fun on that dais as you were on your couch. Uh, well. <laughs> okay, well, maybe you're high, too. Warning. Hits taken on this show are larger than they appear. Do not try this at home. These people are professionals. <coughs> or at least they aim you say that yeah well you know that's just like uh your opinion man a public service message from the rust belleville show they say marijuana grows like a weed but growing high quality marijuana takes more than just throwing a seed in the ground Join us as we speak with the most recognized cannabis horticulturists in the world and take your live grow questions in our Cultivator's Corner. Remember, friends, there's more to life than marijuana. I just can't remember what it is. Why'd I come in here? You're tuned into the Russ Belleville Show, the voice of the marijuana nation, only on CannabisRadio.com. All right, welcome back, everybody. We are here live at the International Cannabis Business Conference. It's the 420 break, and what better guest could we have for 420 than the guru of ganja, Ed Rosenthal, is here. Hello, Ed. Hi. How you doing today? Hi. <laughs> You're a perfect answer. I, I saw your booth over there. Uh, how is business today? Hi. <laughs> it's hi, absolutely. We're... Uh, Boy, I have to come up with better questions. <laughs> Did you bring a book, by the way? No. Uh, we can get one. We'll have to get a book over here so we can show people. We have a video now. We can show people how uh, how the books yeah. look these days. Okay. So uh, we've uh, entered a new realm here in California. We've got Excuse me? A new realm in California with yeah. legalization passing. We've got this event. This industry yes. is growing by leaps and bounds. What are your thoughts about this? About the changes that are coming along? Well... I'm glad that it's legal, but I think that 64 will fail. Yeah. What are some of the... Uh, we, the... we need books. Oh, she's going to go get some books for us. Yeah. What are some of the flaws that you see that are going to cause this failure? Well, I think that people are not going to be able to 
do exactly that what they want in a lot of the counties because the law fractionalizes California. And for that reason, people are going to either be confused or just have contempt for the law in many areas. And I think that, uh, that it's not going to, that there are many people who are going to be, and also that there are many people who are going to be excluded from legal cannabis and legal cannabis sales or cultivation and so on, especially commercial. And those people are going to continue to do that just as they were doing before it was legal. So it, it, it's going, to, this law is just going to breed contempt. And also those people who are growing outside are growing illicit gardens. Yeah. Those people will always be able to undersell the stores. Right, right. So, uh, possibly end up with a situation where after legalization, uh, the black market continues and then our opponents can say, see, d- d- you, know, no. you know, I don't like the term black market. Yeah. I like illicit, illicit, illicit underground. Can we use illicit? Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Illicit market, underground market. Yeah. Where- I hope you continue that after this interview. Oh, absolutely. It's a generally a thing I don't say. So thank you for catching me on that. I usually, yeah. I usually say underground actually, but, okay. uh, but yeah, uh, it's, it's something where, uh, I, I feel like, in kind of going halfway with legalization, in a sense, we end up getting the worst of both worlds. We end up with the, the, the worst parts of prohibition intruding into our legalization and making it look bad. Yeah. That's something you feel like. All right. Well, we got some books now uh, in front of us. Uh, uh, show us some of the new oh, stuff that you got okay, going on Okay. Well, uh, you know, Marijuana Grower's Handbook. Yeah. And that's been around for a few years. And uh, I'm redoing that now. Yes. And... Then, uh, this is, this is, uh, the big book of Bud's greatest hits. And that book is, uh, this is a compilation of the four, uh, greatest hits books. Okay. Okay. And this is a brand new group. It's called This Bud's for You. And, um, this is, uh, th- this is the fir- our first post prohibition book and it has uh some uh interesting articles and uh some of the newer varieties and it's more consumer than grower oriented okay yeah this buds for you legal marijuana selecting growing and enjoying cannabis by ed rosenthal and uh, this on the website i assume ed rosenthal.com right and now uh i'm working on finishing up a book called Harvest, which I think is going to be pretty controversial. I'll give you one controversial thing. I say throw away your jars or use them for pickles or something. Uh, Go away from glass jars? Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, Why why is that? Well, you know, you close up a glass jar and the humidity goes up as as the plants lose humidity, right? Okay. So that humidity in the jar goes up so much that it creates a big bacterial formation okay. on your plants. Are there any ways of uh, maintaining a good humidity that you... Uh, yeah, take have? them out of the jar. And just let them be in the air? Yeah. Okay. And, uh, you know, you want to control the air and the humidity of the air. Like with but, a humidor or something? A humidor or a, a, a humidifier, dehumidifier in the room that maintains a certain humidity. 
any, about 65 percent. 65 is what you're looking for. Yeah, during curing, and then you want to bring it down a little bit. Okay. The uh, a, little, a little less maybe during curing sometimes. Okay. There was a, a story I was following coming out of California. UC Davis doing a study on uh, marijuana samples that they had gotten from various outlets, finding 40 to 50 percent of them being tainted. Did that shock or surprise you? Well, what were they tainted with? Uh, uh, biologics, fungus, mold. Well, I, I want to ask you something. You know, uh, you know that bacteria just started going on to marijuana after they started testing it. <laughs> it's a brand new thing, huh? Yeah, it's brand new. <laughs> and ma- marijuana never had bacteria before, right? Right. Well, I guess the concern is some lady who had a severe immune uh, compromise system uh, uh, died from this, from uh, some fungal infection or something. Well, we'll get to that in a second. Okay. So, so well, you know, Jack Herrer and I developed marijuana in, in 1958. Okay. Well, we were both uh, quite young. Okay. And then we brought it to the world. You know, you, you're aware <laughs> that's where, of that. That's where it all started. That's, you yeah. and Jack. Yeah, okay. that's right. 1958. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. And the, then the bacteria didn't find out about it. <laughs> until what, 2014? <laughs> well, until they started, uh, about a week after they started testing it. Okay. Right? <laughs> so all those years that people didn't have bacteria they didn't get sick from it i see right it's just now that so the, the it's the testing then we need to stop that's right <laughs> so but but seriously when you think about it there's there aren't e, any er cases based on uh, on anything like that now there are let's take powdery mildew for instance okay. even you know when I was doing a book that, working on this new book that's coming out called Harvest, I spent quite a bit of time trying to find any kind of pathology dealing with white, with powdery mildew. Then there is none. So if somebody, I'm not saying somebody should smoke something with powdery mildew, but I can't say that they'll get sick. I don't think they'll get sick from it because there's just no indication anywhere of powdery mildew ever causing anything, any emergency room things. Now, there is salmonella, and there are other, you know, uh, uh, other uh, molds that can cause illness. And I'm not saying it shouldn't be tested. But when they start getting down to general high bacterial counts, they're really stopping biological insecticides some of which are based on bacteria which don't affect humans. Hmm. And also, they're not testing for the ones that are really serious, like certain E. coli's and things like that. So I think that pot, pot should be tested, but it's rare to find any kind of ER uh, 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 um, uh, ER visits based on 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 these ingredients hmm. it's uh something that's been uh, a big issue all up and down the west coast in oregon they just started a testing procedure that uh put us way behind as far as production goes because they didn't have enough laboratories that met the standards uh where do you see this going as far as testing you think they're going to be uh, more of it less of it well better testing well first of all i think that um the testing methods that they're using now 
which is uh, using um, uh, where they're either they're uh, uh, they're trying to grow grow it or they're uh, they're using um, uh, machinery for it. I don't think that that's the way to go. I think it should be an antibody test kit. Okay. Okay. Uh, um, with an antibody, t- like an Alyssa kit. Yeah. And so, so it's v- very inexpensive to do, and then you can zero in on any that that are suspicious. Okay. Part of also uh, the, what folds into this testing issue has to do with the fact that we've got people that are consuming this for medical versus people that are consuming adult use, personal use, whatever we want to call it. Uh, and I hear from the people on the medical side that they're they're worried about these pesticides and, and fungicides that might be might be used. And, of course, well, you've advocated a lot of natural alternatives to that. I, I don't think there should be separate standards. I think if it's harmful to the... For the medical side, mm-hmm. it shouldn't be accepted for recreational. Yeah. Um, I think that most uh, most pesticides, uh, I, I think people don't, there's no reason for people to use pesticides that aren't considered acceptable because there, there are always alternatives to uh, chemical pesticides. Yeah. Uh, we uh, also have so many industry people here, and we do have a little bit of a, a, a delay before California kicks off what they call the mega grows, the over an acre size massive grows. Uh, as that develops, do you see a, a broadening of the market happening, more breadth of THC levels and, and products available? Uh, what, what do you see unfolding as California comes online with massive commercial production? Well... The only thing that Americans don't have much choice in uh, is their uh, politicians. But uh, if you want to buy toilet tissue, you can buy a lot of different styles. Single ply, double ply, scented, unscented, Uh embroidered, (laughs) embrossed, whatever. Mega roll. So I don't see why... People shouldn't have at least as much choice in in marijuana as they do in toilet tissue. Yeah. What do you think about the? Uh, I saw some numbers recently from Ease, that service that delivers cannabis out here in California, where they were saying there was such an increase in vaporization and a decrease in flour. Are you and I going to end up being the guys, the last guys smoking flour while all these young kids are vaping away, or do you see a renaissance in flour happening maybe someday in the future? You mean you're the Lone Ranger? <laughs> it feels like it sometimes. Don't look at me. <laughs> I've never known you to pass up a joint now, Ed. Come on. Well, I won't pass up a joint, but I, I like concentrates. Yeah. I like to concentrate. <laughs> is, is there any, um, you know, because we've had flower use for so long and haven't seen bad things happen from it. I go on to YouTube nowadays. I see young people doing these, you know, one gram, two gram, four gram dabs, trying to just overdo it like crazy. Is there any worry that the concentrates being well, kind of new, we don't know well, as much about them? Well, it's not that. Okay. You know, you're, um, you, you have to look at it in holistically. Um, 
So the kid who's doing that, it was a kid, right? Young kid. Mm-hmm. Like 21 yeah. or something like that, right? Yeah. So, um, so, so let's say they weren't binge smoking like that. What would they be doing? Keg stands? Uh, binge drink? Yeah. Binge drinking? Yeah. So isn't this a harm reduction? You could look at it that way, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. We uh, we see a lot of that with uh, people talking about vaporization as a, as a harm reduction measure. Absolutely. That's right, because they want something that really takes them away from uh, the standard consciousness, and if they couldn't do that, then they might be drinking or co- combining drink and, uh, and pot. Yeah, good point. Now, uh, in your uh, time working as a as a columnist, as a writer, uh, what are some of the silliest or craziest things people have asked you about weed? You must have heard every weed question there is. What are some of the crazy ones? Craziest questions. Um. Well, there's this whole genre of people who just um, don't know about, um, like, really don't know about sex and sexual reproduction, whether it's people or plants or whatever. (laughs) Okay. Okay. And, like, they just don't get it. Okay. You know, so. (laughs) And then, so. But um, most of it has to do with uh, the craziness. Has to do with use, how how to use it. Yeah, you know. I will say that you should not try injecting it into your arm. <laughs> There's that old S- uh, Saturday Night Live with Chevy Chase trying to inject a joint one time. I remember that right. as a kid. Doesn't work. Doesn't work. Doesn't work. <laughs> Well, uh, all right. So remember, folks, the books This Buds for You is the newest one. And then Harvest. When is Harvest going to come out? Do you know? Harvest is going to be out in uh, three or four months. Three or four months? Before Harvest. Before Harvest. What perfect yes. timing for that. Yes. Well, Ed, thank you for stopping hey, by the desk. Hey, uh, you know what? I, I'd like to talk about uh, uh, one thing. Well, yes. Is, go, yeah. go for yeah, it. Yeah, so, you, you know... Uh, Right now in California, we're uh, trying to uh, uh, integrate Prop 64 and the legislation that was passed by the legislature the in, into the uh, into the culture. But uh, but the the important thing about this, there are a lot of things about both of these things that I don't like. But I'm not going to get into that. Much to Russ is relief. <laughs> <laughs> Go right. but, but, but what I do want to say, there, there's one really good thing about the legislation and the initiative. And that is more people will, in California will have access to good pot. And that is really important. That is always a good thing. That's what I wanted to say. 
Thank you, Ed. Thanks for stopping by. Yeah. EdRosenthal.com, everyone, if you get, want to get more information. We got more live guests uh, joining us here in the next couple of minutes. Chris Conrad will join us. He's the co-author of the Newbie's Guide to the Cannabis Industry. We're going to take a break, and uh, when we return, we'll have more for you live here at the International Cannabis Business Conference at the Union Square Hilton here in San Francisco, California. Stay tuned. We're back with more here on RadicalRust.com. Of course, that was recorded last Friday at the International Cannabis Business Conference, and uh, always a good time talking to Ed Rosenthal. Even if we disagree on a lot of things, it's a still good time talking to Ed, and uh, I'm sure I'll see him at the next event. All right, stay tuned, folks. When we come back, we'll have time for a radical rant where Sean Spicer hints at the oncoming Trumpocalypse. I've got the full audio from the uh, press conference earlier today. And uh, we'll talk about it in depth when we return. This is the Russ Belleville Show on CannabisRadio.com. Beginner guitars and banjos are often constructed much better than ones built before your time. Why struggle? Get a new instrument or fix the old one. The trusted professionals at the Fingerboard Extension will evaluate your instrument for free. Repairs are priced for people who work for a living. Stop by the Fingerboard Extension downtown Corvallis at 120 Northwest 2nd Street today or check out its inventory on the web at fingerboardextension.com. You're not high. You're listening to the Russ Belleville Show. But I'm getting some very negative reports coming out of Colorado as to what's happening. Okay, well, maybe you're high, too. It's a good pack for you. No. Cocaine? No, thanks. Yo, my man, you want some nudes? No way. If someone offers you drugs, instead of saying something you really don't mean, just say, No. Got some cents a million for you. No. No. No big production number. Just say, No. You'd be surprised how well it works. I, no. Warning. It's taken on this show are larger than they appear. Do not try this at home. These people are professionals. <coughs> or at least they pay me to say that. Hmm. Yeah. A public service message from the Rust Belleville Show. Total war against public enemies, number one. Ten federal criminal penalties for the one ounce of marijuana. Marijuana is probably the most dangerous drug. Legalization is just another word for surrender. I experimented with marijuana and didn't inhale. This is not medicine. This is a cheat and chong show. Encourage people to use less drugs. I am here. That was the point. I think it would be a mistake to leave life. Negative reports coming out of Colorado. Don't smoke marijuana. Well, folks, ever since Donald Trump became the presumptive nominee of the Republican Party, I have been warning my readers and my listeners and my viewers 
that we would be facing an oncoming Trumpocalypse in the recreational marijuana industry. And today we got the latest bit of evidence that suggests an impending crackdown on state legal marijuana is coming. And uh, I'm not happy about this. I'm not happy to uh, be accurate in my predictions. And while nothing has happened yet, I'll fully agree that nothing has happened yet, these latest signals just are another addition to the pile of all the signals we've gotten from from uh, hiring uh, uh, Jeff Sessions as Attorney General, uh, Tom Price for Health and Human Services, Donald Trump's comments about negative co- uh, negative. Uh, reports coming out of Colorado, uh, and so forth. Today, Sean Spicer, the uh, White House press secretary, took questions in the uh, White House press briefing, and there was a online question via Skype from a reporter from Arkansas who asked about medical marijuana. I want to play the full clip for you so that we don't have any questions about context or or me uh, making a mountain out of molehill. This is Sean Spicer from earlier today. And, and the president has basically instructed them to carry out their mission. And so the priorities, as we've discussed over and over and over again, uh, is to do that in a way that is that is in accordance with the law, but also prioritizes those piece, people that, that pose a threat. I'm going to go to uh, Roby Brock from the Talk Business and Politics in, Arkan- uh, in where is he from? Arkansas. Hey, <laughs> thanks, Sean. Roby Brock with Talk Business and Politics here in Arkansas, the home of the rowdiest town halls in the nation. Um, I have a question on uh, medical marijuana. Our state... Our state voters passed a medical marijuana amendment in November. Uh, Now we're in conflict with federal law, as many other states are. Uh, The Obama administration kind of chose not to strictly enforce those federal marijuana laws. My question to you is with um, Jeff Sessions over at the Department of Justice as as AG, what's going to be the Trump administration's position on uh, marijuana legalization where it's in a state federal conflict like this? Thanks, Uh, Robert. There's two distinct issues here medical marijuana and recreational marijuana. Um, I think medical marijuana, I've said before that the president uh, understands the pain and suffering that many people go through who are facing especially terminal diseases and the comfort that some of these drugs, including medical marijuana, can bring to them. Um, And that's one that Congress, through a rider in 2011, looking for a little help, uh, I think put an appropriations bill saying the Department of Justice um, wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't be funded to go after those folks. Uh, there's a big difference between that and recreational marijuana. And I think that when you see uh, something like the opioid addiction crisis um, blossoming in so many states around this country, the last thing that we should be doing is encouraging people. There is still a federal law uh, that we need to abide by in, in terms of uh, the medical, when it comes to recreational marijuana and other drugs of that nature. So I think there's a big difference between medical marijuana, which states have a, uh, the states where it's allowed in accordance with the appropriations rider, have set forth a process to administer and, and, um, and regulate that usage versus recreational marijuana. That's a very, very different subject. And I think Shannon, 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 Glenn, this isn't a TV program. We're going to, Shannon, okay, you don't get to just yell out questions. We're going to raise our hand like big boys and girls because it's not your job to just yell out questions. Shannon, please go. Okay. Uh, well, first on the manufacturing summit, uh, was the AFL-CIO invited? And then, yeah, I did want to follow up on this medical marijuana yeah. question. So is the federal government then going to take some sort of action um, around this recreational marijuana in some of these states? 
Well, I think that's a question for the Department of Justice. I do believe that you'll see greater enforcement of it um, because, again, there's a big difference between the medical use, which Congress has through an appropriations rider in 2014, um, made uh, very clear what the intent of what, uh, what their intent was uh, in terms of how the Department of Justice would handle that issue. That's very different than the, the re recreational use, which is something the Department of Justice, I think, will be further looking into. Uh, I'm sorry, Shannon. What was the first part? Was the AFL-CIO invited to the manufacturing meeting today with the CFOs? Because they are I, I part think, of this manufacturing council. Right. I think this was just focused on people who actually – This is the Russ Belleville Show. The Russ Belleville Show is blogging and podcasting daily at RadicalRuss.com. Sorry about that, folks. Wrong button again. You take a seat, you manage, you grow it, you try it, you roll it, you smoke it, and